Are your friends, loved ones, and general acquaintances a little too smart for their britches? Do they actually still say words like britches? Well then, just simply enroll them in the Captain Idiot Stupidity Training and Dumbness Awakening Seminar. This four and a half minute year-long course will dumb down anyone to your level of idiocracy and unloveliness that only an idiot can relate to. This priceless course costs just up to and probably more than 17 cups of coffee a day. Well, I'm Captain Idiot and I engrossed this program. For more info, contact me at... Ooh, look, a duck! Hey, what's happening, everybody? Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, John Saxon, and today's guest, we have BMX legend, Mongoose team manager, first of many aliases. We'll start with Leigh <laughs> Ramsdale. Leigh, what's happening? Thanks for coming on with me. How's it going? It's it's going. It's a rainy day outside, so we're not able to to build ramps right now, so we figured this is a perfect time to come bother you for a little while at your house in your garage. Yeah, and I can't ride bikes, so it's perfect. This is perfect for everybody. Even though we're completely surrounded by bikes, I could only imagine the history of bikes that we are surrounded by right now. I'm sure each frame has a story. They, they do. You know, what's funny, too, is I wish I would have kept bikes from way, way long ago. You know, like when I rode for Wilkerson Airlines, I wish I would have kept those bikes and just – but when – your friends needed bikes. You just gave them frames, and I'm like, man, I wish I would have had some of those. You don't have any but of those. Either? I don't have anything. Yeah. I like, like, uh, you know, my SOB is the, the the oldest frame that I have that I personally rode. But yeah, you just give stuff away. You know, like you you, you just never think about the even the sentimental value of something like that down the road. Totally, totally. It's crazy what us as even BMXers, and I'm sure other people in other sports too, but our sentimental value is able to transport so easily. It's just a frame. It's like so many memories in yeah. just that frame, so many stories from trips or contests or this or that or the other, and just in a frame. So you can just look at them. and Oh, yeah. You, you touch it or you feel it, and it's just all these memories just flood back, and you're like, oh, man. Just bring you yeah. back. It's good. Very cool. So you've been – so. Was uh, Wilkerson Airlines, that was your first sponsor? Though? That was my first uh, real bike sponsor. You know, before that, I, uh, my first sponsor would have been 2B Home Cooked, which was Hal Brindley, and that eventually turned to Play Clothing. And he was my first sponsor, like, you know, like just T-shirts. And I remember getting three T-shirts from him, and I was ecstatic. But the day that Wilkerson called me, I remember I was just living at the beach at, at, at my friend's house, and, we were, and then I got a call, and, and he came in and goes, Hey, Ron Wilkerson's on the phone. I was like, yeah, right. And I thought it was my friend Craig. Thought he was messing with me totally. And like, he's like, hey, Lee, this is Ron Wilkerson. I was like, uh-huh, what's up? Like, just thinking it was like, <laughs> just somebody messed with me. And then I realized it was Ron. I was like, holy crap, this is Ron Wilkerson calling me. And I wanted to know if I wanted to ride for him and couldn't say yes quick enough. Wow. You know? What a what so, a wild time that must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's one of those phone calls I'll never I'll never forget. Like it was just insane. Like, I'll, I'll bet it like, was. So what, when was this? I'm sure I, I like to put timelines on things just so when I get the stories, I can kind of put it somewhat chronologically when I'm listening to a story. Now, this was back in. No. Uh, <laughs> when, when was it? Like early 90s. Ninety three, I would say four. Oh, okay. It's really hard. It's funny that sometimes I forget, like, when... Uh, yeah, so early 90s. Okay. You know? And, and I, I remember before that, I did have a um, a homeless frame that uh, James Shepard hooked up. You know, he's like, you know, just, you know, hooked me up with a frame and rode that for a while. And then... But then Ron's, like, wanted to put me on the team and went did trips with him. Did my first ever, like, bike shop tour, which was insane. Like, I... I what did we do? We did probably, like... 46 states, you know, and, and just 
nonstop tour like with him, and it was it was really awesome just being in the van. Me, him, uh, Rob Sigety, Jason Brown, Flatlander, you know, and this those uh, names. Holy smokes! Yeah, it, it was it was such a such a good time with with in, in a switch. Ron did half of the tour, and he would announce ride, and then this guy John would do another. Uh, not you. You would have remembered. Oh, it wasn't right. me. No, right. it wasn't just, you. Just to yeah, make yeah. sure I'm, I'm following along. Yeah, it was different John that okay. worked, worked for Wilkerson, and then he would, you know, announce and stuff. But it was awesome, like just super shady box jump, and it was it was, it was a, the best. That's that's the kind of scenario. Yeah. Like all those all those recipes that go into that yeah. story, I'm sure, made it the, the most amazing time. And was that one of the first times like traveling like that for you? For like a main tour like that, you know, I, I've I've gone with friends where you just jump in the car and you go to because MBL was doing freestyle events for a while. And you go to these MBL freestyle events like Woodward West or Chicago. You go to Scrap for those event contests. So, but actually, like getting to go with a team and go places, yeah, that was the first time. Oh, okay, very cool. Yeah, it was it was awesome. <laughs> I'll bet I'll bet it was. So, I did just do a uh, a podcast somewhat recently with uh, Steve Nowak, and he brought up you and a lot of his stories as well, just going down to visit you. But I guess just to kind of kind of go back a little bit and to where it starts. So, where did you grow up? Where is home for you? Where did you first get started and do all? Grew up in a small military town called Havelock, North Carolina. Okay. Like it's on the, the coastal North Carolina side. Okay. And that was about um, an hour and a half from Greenville, okay. North Carolina. And that's where Steve's from. You're right. So Steve would come down or I, we'd go up there and, uh, and and just ride, you know, come down and ride a ramp. Because we had a ramp in my backyard. That's what he was saying. Or it, was, it wasn't my backyard. I mean, at that time, that time I was probably like... 18, 19 years old, and I was in an apartment, and the guy that owned the apartment, well, his son rode, so he let us build a, what was it, like a 12-foot wide, no, 16-foot wide, 8-foot tall half pipe in, in, behind the apartment complex. It was all, That's when they would just let you do stuff like that. And Different we, time, then, yeah, for sure. And for some reason, we painted it pink, and it was just known as the pink ramp. <laughs> like people would come ride that, and uh, it was fun. Like I, I would go out and just ride by myself. And, was it what kind of ramp was it? Was it like a vert ramp? Yeah, just vert ramp, vert ramp. Vert, eight foot tall vert oh, half okay. pipe. You know, awesome. with with uh, the half where you cut PVC coping and you just nail it on. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. it was awesome. It was so bad. It, I mean, it was great. It was great at the time. You of know? course it was. That was your first yeah. ramp. Everyone remembers. It's almost like yeah. one of those things. Everyone remembers their first ramp. Well, that was the first like half pipe that we had. Like we Before that, we I grew up riding those eight-foot quarter pipes. Oh, okay. You know, eight-foot by eight-foot quarter pipes in my in my friend Greg Bloom's backyard, and we'd go ride those and, and just um, – yeah, th- th- that was a good time where you're just like carving off the side of an eight-foot ramp. <laughs> Sounds know, like so. a blast. Because that's what it was. You just rode – you rode the quarter pipe during the day and then you go ride Flatland in the Burger King parking lot at night. It, it's so funny. That's one thing I love about doing these podcasts is I get to talk to people like yourself and just everyone has such a different story. But at the same time, so many – aspects of their stories are so similar like yeah I mean, for myself for for everyone everyone's just like yeah we started off this and riding in this parking lot and that was our spot and it's yeah, just so funny it, how many things are so close on it's just funny because i started riding as a flatlander that's what i wrote i was like and then i was somehow got i mean when you say sponsored it's like you get 10 percent off of a bike park at, <laughs> right. at, a, at a shop and that was our their team called it was called extraordinary cycle and I was the flatlander on the team, but then I just started riding ramp, and, and it was just like I was like, man, ramps are just they're scarier but easier. You can learn stuff a little bit quicker, and you right. get that satisfaction, you know, rather than the 
Flatland's a lot of lot of patience, lot of you know. Just it's a grind. L- yeah, it's definitely a grind. It's, so considering you're not doing any grinding, it's, no. It's and a I'm grind. a patient dude, so I was like, oh, <laughs> you can just send yourself, and it's fun. So. Well, that's right. Well, I think uh, to a certain extent, that's kind of what you more or less got known at is kind of sending yourself every now and then so which was i guess kept it exciting for everyone else yeah. that was watching yeah people like to watch me they like <laughs> it's just like when people watch nascar races and want to watch a good crash that's what i was there for yeah but the best part about you is you were a goofball so like you played it off and just kind of rolled with the well, punches i think early on i i realized like bmx was supposed to be fun right remember one of the first contests i i rode in it was i rode the it was a just a quarter, we had two quarter pipes and a, and a wedge ramp. Remember when they used to do the? Of course the, I do. You know, I mean, kick, I don't personally, but the yeah, kick turn ramp. Yeah, and that that was the first contest, and this I beat, I I won that, and I was going like you know probably two feet lower than than this other guy Eric who was going way higher, and he got so mad. I I I won, and I I was just so excited. My mom was there, and then while I was showing my mom the trophy, he's like, "You know, you shouldn't have won that contest. You know, like." Basically, and it just made me, and I was like, here, you can have the trophy. I was like, it's, you know, and I just remember that just stuck with me. Like, man, bike riding's all about fun. It's always right. going to be fun for me. And contests are, they're, it's cool if you do good in a contest, but that was never my focus. So even going to events, I just wanted to have fun and be an idiot and throw on, you know, goofy things and just make people laugh, make myself laugh more importantly. I feel that's why I kind of so, gravitated towards you. And, yeah. and not only from a spectator sport, but even once we started to kind of connect and become more familiar with each yeah. other, I was like, that guy, he's he's got he does a lot of the same things that I want to go. Like just be goofy. Like some of my Metro Jam Metro Jam contest runs. I was wearing a mullet wig and just a leather jacket. And oh, I've, just, seen, I've seen you at the Mongoose Jams with your, your full-on uh, <laughs> Mormon outfit. No, not Mormon. Amish. I'm sorry. Amish outfit. Yes. Yeah, so. so, I mean, we're the, we're, we're yeah. the same. You, I mean, not, well, maybe not. But uh, we, we have costumes in our closet. We have costumes. We like to wear. Very, and and I'm pro- I, I don't know if I should leave that alone or if I should dive into that because that might make this podcast go off, on a, off, on, off the rails yeah. more than we want it to. <laughs> but um, So, I guess – all right. So, that brings us to where – so th- that was that was in the eighties. So I, I I got my first real freestyle bike in nineteen eighty four. Okay, and then that's kind of where it all started. Like uh, you know, that's when I kind of considered me started riding because before that, I just had some junker bike that I would just huck into bushes and just like you know just jump off of things because I I thought I was gonna be a stuntman. I just wanted to, to. That's where I think my my skill of crashing came from. Was I, <laughs> I, I like I remember going to this place we call them the Honda Hills. It was just these mo- people would ride motorcycles out there, and I would just jump off the, the side into bushes. And just think, <laughs> oh, this is awesome! But then, fourteen got my first real freestyle bike, and then you know, still this is all in Havelock. Grew up, and then when we moved out, moved in this apartment with another rider, we built that ramp, and then we started. Everybody was getting licenses, and we were able to travel places. So going all around North Carolina. And then started venturing outwards into you know different parts of uh, the country, and then that's when like eventually started going to the the BS comps, or the you know the Hoffman was putting on their comps, yep. and that's where like you know got uh, sponsored by Wilkerson. Awesome! So, how how cool must have that have been? So the, what? So how long were you sponsored by him then for? It was probably like three or four years. Okay, you know was on there for a while. I was on there during the transition when he transferred transition from Wilkerson Airlines to two hip bikes. Okay. And then um you know, that's two hip might have been more that's when I was doing the tours. Did you ride one of the porks? No two hip porks. Never rode the pork. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I rode the I think it was the Fat Boy. 
And then um, was that the Cameron Birdwell frame? No, Cameron was on the team. Just got on the team when I was there. Oh, okay. You know, and um, but yeah, that was a we did, did a couple shows with Cameron when he was young. He was like fifteen, maybe. You, but uh, dude, yeah, it's it's because we went out to those um, those NorCal trails. Okay, that, and, and he was out there just riding those, and just I remember also out there I met Jeff. Harrington for the first time. Oh, really? Nor- NorCal. NorCal. Uh, and he had this – I remember he wanted to try – he kept trying this trick over and over called the catch-up where he was trying to flip his bike. He would jump off his bike and flip it up and thought he could – Chad Harrington or Jeff Harrington? Jeff Harrington. Okay, Jeff Harrington. Jeff Harrington. He was in Chicago now. Okay, right. and, and would jump – and try to jump back onto his bike as it was flipping upside down and, and flip with it. it like yeah, it was. I just it was crazy. That is wild. That sounds yeah. like a nitro circus. And, th- and then eventually, I rode for DK with him on it. That's how, you how know? cool must have that been? I love so, how it comes full circle. Yeah, like yeah, that. you know, and, and and then did a tour with him and Colin Winkleman, and then Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou, good night. Yep. That is awesome. I could another character. I, this, <laughs> like, that, those stories that I I want to pull out of you for those might just have to be a completely different podcast altogether. Yeah. A, a more explicit podcast, maybe with some of those <laughs> yeah. guys. But uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, and this I'm not going to try to go down the rabbit hole too much with going back to the play clothing and yeah. working with Hal and stuff like that. But it just seems like. Obviously, again, this is coming from the spectator, just for the little right, kid right. watching props and watch, and seeing the new ride ad and just seeing the commercials and the goofy advertisements that you guys have. It always seemed like you guys had the most fun ever. Well, I, I think that's why me and Hal became like such good friends. Like we're best friends. Like still to this day, we're still like, you know, talking and like, I, I, the, like where we're at now, it's I used to have a bunch of screen printing equipment, which was the original to be play screen print oh, equipment really? and now Hal has it back now because he's going to start doing some screen printing stuff awesome so it's just we just switch it back and forth but it's he, yeah another reason is we just somebody that likes to have fun whether it's on their bike or off their bike and just doing silly stuff and like we did that one play commercial you know just came from i remember i was watching some jackie chan commercials or, <laughs> or movies i was like oh i just want to Jump over. He like slid a chair backwards. Like I want to just like jump up and jump over you while you go under me, and that just turned into this commercial. That that like uh, it's a typical day at the play. Useless. I still office. I still remember like, the song that you guys were playing during the commercial. Oh yeah, Debbie cool. Gibson. That's hilarious. That's amazing. So all right. So a little bit more serious question about that. How many? Was it ramen noodles? How many packs of ramen noodles did you guys use in that one advertisement that you guys had? And I'm sorry I, for the people that are listening that have no idea what we're talking about. But there was, just to give a quick once-over, there was an advertisement that you did with Hal for Play or, yeah, or Useless. Or, no, no. It, it was a Play commercial a play for commercial Props. Ad. And the way that – and basically it was just Hal – it was this food line that was right across the street from us. And how won a gift certificate for twenty five dollars? I mean, it was just twenty five bucks. But then we went in there one day, and the ramen noodle was buy one get one free, and they're nine cents. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't remember, but you can do the math. So just whatever twenty five dollars will buy, basically four point five cents each. That's how many ramen noodles. And it, it was um, like because Steve Budnick, it, it was you know Steve Budnick was living there too, and he had a pickup. So they all just fit in the back of his pickup truck, and it was, yeah. I don't even. I, I, I honestly don't even remember what the whole concept of the commercial was. It was. Just buying how many ramen noodles, and we ate those for so long. And Leif Fallon would come visit, and he would show us some gourmet ramen noodle recipes. 
And then eventually we had a, a yard sale. And I remember we had cases upon cases and we were selling them out there for what like – Cheaper than than four point five cents each, and then Food Lion walks across the street and be like, "You can't sell our product <laughs> for half of the price. Why we bought it from you and we're selling it here half off? That's that's but, pretty funny." Yeah, so you was, guys always had goofy commercials. It, it, and it was always fun to watch. Like every month, it's like, "What's the next commercial going to be?" No, it seemed like anytime we were like, "All right, let's let's do something serious." It just didn't work out for us. And, right. and the, all the commercials were pretty organic. We're like, "Ooh, this." Let's just film this. All right, we'll make a commercial out of it. And so, and that that was one thing I really liked working with Hal. Is he's always been that goofy guy that just loved life and had had fun and and saw the the fun silly side of everything. Right. So. That's awesome. So, okay. So, moving on to to DK and riding and hanging out with Colin and and all those legends from from back then. Because I mean, you were just saying you have your SOB frame on the wall right now. We're looking at it yeah. right now. That's Colin's signature frame. Yeah. I mean, Colin was a legend. I oh mean, yeah. Like it's it, it was it, becoming friends with Colin was just, he he's also one of those guys where he thinks outside the box. Totally. He loves to have fun in this weird way and i remember we would like just go out and have the the series games of bikes right or bike not bikes well could be i mean bikes you could add one yeah, extra yeah, letter not, if you wanted you know? to i i mean i always always play bikes are fun and i like to ride them that, yeah, that's instead a, good, of that's a play, long game it's a long game yeah. but it weeds it, it separates the men from the boys at it that does, point because yeah, yeah. once you start getting down to it when you're 25 letters in i guess but anyway uh, uh, yeah <laughs> so it, it was just um and the dk thing happened right at, right after um Wilkerson. Well, I, I was like, did a real short stint on Bully, but it was just sort of like I just figuring things out. And then uh, Steve Mudneck was working for DK at the time, and just it just started like small little flow deal, and just worked its way up into to riding for him full time. And because I remember when I first got on, it was just a race bike. I was riding vert on a race bike. Really? Yeah. That must, long back in. That's that must have been. But you didn't really know back then. You just rode whatever you, you rode got. whatever you, frame you, like, you had. There was no top tube sizes for my my Wilkerson's were long. They were big bikes. And right. right. DK was the first time they're like, hey, we're gonna. And it was with the sob. They're like, what size you on? I rode nineteen and a half top tube, which was crazy, so short. But that was what it was. You know, they they had one made for me, and I rode that on vert, and it was. Um, Another time we did we did a summer tour and that was fun with Colin and Jeff and and with Sweet Lou and it was just uh, it was just one of those good times you know going well, out, we had was. this overbuilt where the 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 two hip box jump that was a little bit easier but smaller and this one was a real overbuilt but twelve foot wide box jump five foot high you know it was good for the time right right but in a quarter pipe and those did tons of shows time of your life yeah time of your life another another good time being on, on the road with Colin is. Hard not to have a good time. Exposing BMX to the world. Yeah. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. So I know you went on and you've you've done all kinds of stuff, but a lot of the things that when people of my generation – I know every generation kind of remembers people and, and bikes and companies their own way. But my my generation – I mean my, I guess speaking for myself personally is I remember you from a lot of the Road Fools and, and things like yeah. that, the contests and, and obviously just doing your thing on Road Fools because you were always more of a character – as a, I mean, not no. saying your riding did speak for itself as well, but you were always that guy that that's why I kind of clung to you as being that guy's awesome because you were a goofball. You could just tell your riding was awesome, top notch, and doing all the big rails and that stuff as well. But being the character or characters was always fun to watch too. Yeah, it's always one of those times where you just sort of like I don't know it. It, it all just starts kind of organically, like you know, you sure. just like let me 
put this thing on. Oh, I look silly. I look like an idiot. And then Captain Idiot comes, and it's just like <laughs> that. And, and it's funny because on that on Road Fools three, it was like we just people just showed up with costumes and nobody said anything. You know, you had, you had Leland wearing whatever he was wearing. Um, Crandall was Buck Chocolate. That's right. Chad DeGroote brought some – he called it Chewbutta because the butt was ripped That's out. Right. It, was a kid's, it was a kid's Chewbacca outfit, you know, and then Shuji shows up as Mr. Bonsai and oh, then golly. all of a sudden we're like, huh. Wow. This has turned into more than just a riding trip. And it was <laughs> a but trip it, full of kooks. Yeah, that's it. And it was just us like we just all of a sudden somebody would randomly have a costume on going through the skate park and just trying to make people laugh and Amazing. Just have fun. Well, if know. I'm I mean, I'm not if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that one uh Halloween was at the end of that one. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. That was so in that Ch- Chapel a, Hill, North Carolina. So that could have been a big one why everyone brought costumes. Yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> but, but I mean, we, I mean, but those were like, that was at the end of it. And people right. were just, I mean, a lot of people bought them. And then when we got to Chapel Hill, you know, we were at the Playhouse and that's, we did a YMCA ad a long time ago. Oh, that's right. And I remember right. um, Frymouth, he's like, oh, he, he took the, the, the police uniform and put that on. Right. And then people were just going through all the costumes that we had there still for that. And would, you know, when you go out for Halloween, they'd wear that. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, so it's just one of those things. Like I, I, I love contests, and I, it's not like I would try to be super silly during comps. But you, you just there's just so much to ride, and everybody can you can have the the competitive side of it, right. you can have the fun side of it, and that's that's what's great. You're friends with all those guys too. Totally, you, you know? have to take it with a grain of rice. Yeah. Just you, you get out of it what you put into it, kind right, of thing. Right. So I, I get it, and I think that's that's awesome, and I, I admire that, and I respect that because that was kind of my whole thing when it came to contests. It, they kind of gave me the poops, and I got worried and nervous, and I started so like, nervous, yeah, so nervous, and I'm just like, this is just a little silly contest. Who cares? But when it's my run, I'll I'll have that mindset, and as soon as they call my name, oh. I'm nervous again. Like here we go. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. And then nerve setting. You get that mind, you get that switch when you ride a contest. Like people there was a, some contests um someone's like, "Oh, you should come ride. They'll do like a 40 plus." Like I can't ride contests anymore. <laughs> right. And it, it's because like, "Oh no, you can just you can calm it down." It's like, "But I don't." Like but it's I can't. like once that once a contest thing is like, "No, I can try this again." Right. And, and have a knee surgery is I can't. Right. You know. So how long ago was that? I know I know you had bo- double knee surgery? Double knee double knee replacements. Okay. 2014. 2014. Yep, nope. like November 2nd, 2014. Is that just from a lifetime of riding bikes and And, and also I was bow-legged. Okay. Just naturally bow-legged and okay. then it just made my cartilage wear down faster, but bikes definitely did They didn't help, help that. Yeah, and it's funny because now I'm like I'll get texts or messages actually today this morning I woke up and I had a message from um from Brian Val. Really? Yeah, just BV himself. Yep, he's got, he's got to have something done too, you oh, know. God. So now it's just like you just kind of give all this advice. Just it's it sucks, but when yeah. you get older and do what we do, I might be giving you, you know? a call before too long. My left knee is on its way out, and I was told yeah. I need a full like full a, replacement. I, I saw on Todd Lyons' Instagram just yesterday where it looked like he's 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 bone on bone too, like no car cartilage oh, left. So. He's not the wild man for you know for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, so, all right. So, I guess just kind of moving forward chronologically. So, I guess after DK, you were on Eastern for a little while. Yep. And then after Eastern, you kind of became team manager for Eastern. If yeah, I'm not mistaken, e- Eastern went from and that that was a hard thing to leave DK. And I remember talking to Steve Bundek at the time, but they offered me a signature frame. And I knew those guys going way back. They're from North Carolina. Because they're from here. Yeah. And it was just easy to work for it. And Steve's like, oh, man, it's – like he's like, 
as a team manager, I don't want you to go as a friend. You should probably do it, you know, type thing. Right. So, and it's just like, so yeah, I started riding for them, then always doing a little bit of work, like, you know, doing ads and just that sort of thing. And then, yeah, it just sort of morphed into eh, my riding, my pro career is pretty much dwindling down and started doing TM. And kind of when you're with a small company, you wear a lot of hats, you know, oh, I'm do sure. all kinds of things in there, which was good. It was a good learning experience. Oh, for sure. Teaches you, know? you teaches yeah. the ropes, learn the ropes. So that way you're prepared for the next step, yep. even though you don't know what that next step is at the time. Oh, and it was a lot of figuring out what I was going to do. Cause I even got into doing some sideline reporting for ESPN and doing, you know, that sort of stuff too. And it was, it was a bunch of fun things. Totally. Well, so. I know, I know over the years you've kind of done a little bit of everything for, like, like that, what you're just saying, you've done a lot of judging, you've done this. I know, I know there are a lot of things that you've been the head judge and things that at certain contests. So you, you do kind of wear a lot of hats, but at, because you've gone through the ranks, you've done a little bit of everything. You're so familiar, you're able to kind of step into that next position. Is yeah, that is that key, just uh, something that you kind of did on purpose, just to stay involved, or it just kind of morphed I, into that? I think it kind of morphed into that. You know, like I did by doing, you know, riding obviously was number one, and then just doing goofy stuff with props, and became friends with the props guys, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you do some reporting stuff at events for us?" And so I started doing that, and that was awesome you know and they gave gave me the first taste of sort of like being goofy and doing sideline stuff and then i started doing like doing co-hosts and stuff for that cfbs right with matt and and that was awesome those guys were so great to work for and then because matt had connections with espn they're like oh let's try to use him for right you know that was fun doing the more serious events you know still do a little bit of humor totally and i remember like one of my favorite interviews was with nyquist when he won dirt He's like, I've always wanted to do this. And he picked me up. On, so I'm on his shoulders. And I had to do the interview like nobody can see me because, you know, like I talked to him and then hold, hold the mic down below me to, so he could uh, answer the questions. So you're, like, what, was that, what was that called? Chicken fighting people? You're up on – Yeah, up on, yeah pretty much like chicken fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I remember when also doing uh, – when Matt pulled the no-handed nine. That's right. And, and I just – it was very hard to keep your composure and not just curse. And, you right. know, like – but – like th- those are just some really, really fun interviews I remember doing, and then um, so doing the that stuff turned into different other things. You know, like going uh, on the Warp Tour, doing that. Oh, like, all right. Yeah, and then you got you know you meet some of the musicians, and then you start doing music stuff, and then work for Rye doing the music editor. Like it's nothing was really planned, but when I see an opportunity, you try to try to do try it because yeah because. The two things I love in life are bikes and music. Totally. And that's why Warped Tour was the best. Well, know? I know you were a music uh, uh, for Ride BMX. You yeah, did, did the editor. You did, did the editing stuff. Yeah. Or, or not editing, but you you basically – Reviewed the you music. Reviewed yeah, the music reviewed. And, and then we do some interviews and stuff with some of the bands. And, Which must have been so much fun. Yeah, it was great. And like that's why when you can take two things you really love and put them together, it was so much fun. Totally. Like I remember when uh, Rick Thorne got me on the Warped Tour and I was – he's like, hey, do you want to do – yes. Yes. Like, you know. Count me in. And then the, he's like, oh, you don't know how much pay pays. Like, eh, I'll do it. Like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> remember Losi, he told me that too. Is when anybody offers you anything, say yes. Then, then figure out how much. Then like, figure it out. Yeah, because it's. You don't want to ask first and then potentially turn them off. From, right, from right. With that. I have one Rick Thorne story about Warp Tour. Is He was coming through Woodward one time uh, because they were doing a, sh- a show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So a couple hours down the road. Yeah. And I was doing a photo shoot with Jared Sowney. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know Jared. Yeah. Um, so we were doing a photo shoot. This particular photo shoot was me doing a tail-up air in a chicken suit. 
just, you know, as he would. Yep. Uh, so I was doing a tail of bear uh, in the cage at Woodward in a chicken suit. And uh, I was – we just got done finishing. I was riding away, getting ready to ride back to my – uh, back to my lot or loft, so I could, you know, put normal human get, clothes get on your again. Chicken suit. Yeah, the yeah. chicken suit. And I just happened to see Rick. So real quick, I just went over, and I knew him enough at that point just to be able to say what's yeah, up. Yeah. So I rode over, and at the time I rode over to him, I completely forgot that I was still in the chicken suit. I just rode over. <laughs> Rick, what's happening, man? And I just started talking to him for a second. He's like, "Dude, what are you wearing?" And I was like, "Oh." Crap, I forgot. And then I just told him the, the quick story. He's like, oh, well, that's funny. You want to come to Warp Tour tomorrow? And I was like, heck yeah. So so we, he invited me and a couple of the other guys. He's like, if you guys want to come ride Vert. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I'm not good enough to ride in front of anybody on Vert, yeah. let alone thousands of people. Like I can do a couple airs, but don't expect much out of me. Uh, but my buddy, Shanton Wilson at the time, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember Shanton. Yeah. Uh, he was like, oh, I'm in. So like – he went there and killed it, and it was awesome because I don't think there was any BMXers at the time, at the show that we went to. I don't think there was any. Other uh, than Rick. Uh, well, Rick didn't actually even ride. He was just announcing, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I don't remember exactly. I want to say Mancuso might have been there, but I don't I don't remember him riding at all either. So Shanton, was, from, what I, uh, from what I remember, and I know obviously memory is only a small percentage of what actually happened in reality. Yeah. But from what I remember, Shant was the only one that rode, and I was just with him hanging out on the deck. And then after the session, we went and watched the show, and I got to stand on stage behind while Floggy Molly is playing. I'm just oh, like, it's so good. It huh? was incredible. It, that was the most amazing experience, being able to be like the back behind the scenes and background and be able to have the yeah, passes. It was so good. Like I remember just I, I, every day just going out trying to like go, go behind and see Rancid or Hot Water Music or somebody and just – Every day, go check these shows out that were just so good. But you, you got to, I'm sure, meet the guys and yeah. like kind of hang out with them and become more personal, which must have been so so much better. Even like not only just going to a show and oh, watching them, hundred percent, you like, became their right, friends. Right. Yeah, must have been like, such a trip. Because at the time, Hot Water Music was one of my favorite bands, and then became friends with them. Right. You know, and like uh, like it's just it's just crazy, and like they're good. It's weird because you're always nervous. You're like, man, I hope these guys. Hope they're not dicks, you know. And you're like, because I've met some of my heroes before that war, you know. And right. But they're all awesome and all totally cool, and it was it was great. Yeah, you know? it is. It is always something that you have to keep in mind that these people, no matter how high on a pedestal you hold them in your mind, yeah. they are just people. They oh, could yeah. have good yep, days. Yep. They could have bad days. Like the like Mira was my guy. Yeah. Like, that was my dude. He could do, do no wrong. And when I met him, luckily, I was still young enough to where he was like, hey, what's – like he was just that, that yeah, yeah. great dude. I, I always try to be, be like even – I mean it's weird, but even if it's like a, a place to go eat or people right. I meet, try to do the, the, the threes where right, right. first time if it's bad food or they're kind of an ass, I'm like, all right, maybe bad day. Second right. time, eh, could I begin? Third time, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Three <laughs> like, strikes yeah, and you're out. Yeah, you're, yeah. You hold life in that three strikes and you're out category kind of Yeah, thing. you know, you never know when somebody could come back or surprise you, but I think yeah. it's smart. That's so, a smart way to go. Try, you know, try to do it that way. Very cool. So, but, okay, bringing us up closer to, to the current time frame where we're at. So you got your start as a team manager with Eastern. Yep. And eventually you moved on to Mongoose, where yeah, you're like, currently like, at now. Yeah, Eastern was team manager, like art, doing all kinds of different – anything really. Right. Yeah, and then um, 
And then I was kind of like jobless for a little bit, doing doing stuff for Red Bull, doing some writing stuff for Red Bull and just sort of freelancing for a while. And then actually, um, yeah, I talked to the Mongoose dudes at one of the do tours where I was helping Losi with those because Losi was doing do tours for a bit. Okay. And just we hit it off and like 2014, just started working there. Just TM, social media manager type stuff. And again, just do whatever. Like I'm doing some how to put together bike videos. It's just, yeah. And, and it, it was funny because the first time I went there, I flew to Madison, Wisconsin, where the, the headquarters it, And I was like, oh, is this going to be like real corporate? Are people going to be in suits? I was just so nervous. Was like, because I've always worked for sort of like the smaller brands. And, and I get there and it's a total. Like it's no nobody, you know. This guy Steve picked me up and he's just a younger dude. He rode mountain bikes, and, and but you go in there and it's um, just everybody's laid back and cool. And, and you got not everybody ride bike rides bikes there, but it's a big you know. You, the accountant doesn't have to ride bikes, uh, right. you know. But the uh, like the product manager Brian Baldus, avid BMXer, used to ride scrap all the time, you awesome. know. And now his kids are into racing, so he's just like it's it's. Like you got the right people that that are into bikes, like that work there, and it's it's a lot of fun. I like it. It seems like you're having a lot of fun with with what you got going on. Because I see yeah. I see you posting on your Instagram and things like that. Just you're riding all, not every day, but from what it seems like, you're pretty. You're you're still pretty into it and still out there getting yeah. it almost like real regularly, which try, is awesome. Try to ride as much as I can. And, Ever since I I uh, hurt my knees, they're they're the guys at Mongoose are like, let me send you a mountain bike for rehab. And I started riding mountain bikes like, wow, I really like this. And it's, you know, you know, obviously saying I like mountain bikes. Th- there goes my fan count on Instagram <laughs> from the BMXers. But no, it, it's it's just when I'm, I'm older. I'm almost 50. So right. I'm not, I like I, it's it's I kind of wish I did start liking all kinds of bikes. Right. Like I, I mean, I'm still a BMXer at heart. And, and if you watch me ride my mountain bike or any of my bikes, I still do dumb stuff on there and, and just have fun with it like I would on my BMX. But my BMX is my is your baby my baby my pride you know that's what i and it, i use it for the right tool like i'm not going to bring a mountain bike to a skate park unless <laughs> right. unless i bring a mountain bike to a mountain bike event and there's a skate park there right i got to then maybe i got to roll around roll on around. something so yeah no no harm no foul but but it's um it's been really cool because they listen they listen to the BMXers you know in our team like you got you, you got like Greg Illenworth Kevin Praza, Pat Casey, like you know Nikita. It's it's such a good diverse team. You got a group of heavy hitters. On yeah, the team. It's, it's it's they listen absolutely, so, and it all seems cool. like a great a great group of people as well. And I, yeah. I always going back to what you said about your fan count. I think that's so funny how you just said that because <laughs> it does seem to come up, and it I don't, I don't know if it's relevant, but it definitely seems in our mind that when we were young. If somebody said they like mountain bikes, they'd be like, "Oh, all right." Oh, I, I was totally that guy. I was like, "Oh, mountain bikes? No, BMX." You right. know, and it's, yeah. that's just what I grew up loving, and, and anything, even to the point where people are like, "Oh, I, I race BMX." You're like, I've, "Yeah, but I go up ramps." You right? Know? Yeah. It's just funny. That's just the younger mindset, totally. you know. But I, I feel also with social media that younger kids can learn a little bit quicker that it's okay to like. I agree. More stuff. So I agree. it's. It's 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 good and it's bad, you know. And I was and I was of the same mindset as well. But now, whenever it comes up in conversation, I always say to kids or whoever, it's it's not like I love BMX any less. It's just you're allowed to love more things. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to. 
all your passion just doesn't have to be directed in one direction. You can spread it out a little bit more. Right. It's like the other day, me and you went and rode. Uh, that's right. John rode mountain bikes. But Don't me, tell anybody. Are you kidding me? But but when we were out there, you know, like it just felt oh, we like had a blast. We're, Those trails were so much felt fun. felt like we were riding bikes. Totally. I didn't even think about what I was on. Like we're, right. we're still jumping stuff. We're jumping off of things. But we we're just riding bikes. Ta- you talking know? crap in between rides. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. That it, stuff. We just had a, had had a session. Yeah. So it, it's – but – End of the day, like I went and rode uh, my BMX bike at the concrete park the other day, you know, just doing X ups, and that's what I mean, that's just good, you know. Totally, Love totally. It. it keeps it keeps you young. I mean, bikes, I'll say I've said it once and I'll say it again. It bikes are the fountain of youth, as Dude, far as I'm concerned. They keep, they keep me so young, and it's you know, and that was one thing too is after my double knee surgery, I can't do anything hard impact anymore, right? So, like, no more flip fakies. No more street, you know. I, I'll do a rail every now and again. It's just one of those things. But it's it's funny because now my progression is more towards I'm trying to be smoother on my bike, which right. I've never ever done before. <laughs> and it's but it's just tabletops and X ups and just stuff I I know I can do and just have fun with it and bring just, it back to the basics. It is. It's like I'm 14 again. You right. know, it's like so. It's a it's a whole new thing. So yeah. I guess uh, so. Now that you're a mongoose, that's a whole new whole new chapter for you, I suppose. You have a, a great team of guys. Do you manage the mountain bike stuff as yep. well, yeah, or we, just yeah. the BMX? No, we do the mountain bike team as well. You too. do, okay? Yeah, because there's some heavy hitters on that team on that squad as yeah, well. Yeah, we have a, a, a older BMXer, Josh Holt. Yeah, who's on the mountain bike team. You know, that's sick. Finally, Josh is sick. Finally, a bike that fits him. <laughs> he needs the bigger bike, so yeah, I'm sure that was a that was a difficult selling point for you. Be like, we have a bike that will actually fit you, Josh. Get on this one instead. Yeah, no, but like going to the events because we got um, Greg Watts, who, who's a little bit older mountain biker, right? Like he was one of the first dudes to do a double back. He was the first guy on a mountain bike to do a double backflip. Okay, and then um, then we have a younger guy, Braden Barrett-Hay from Canada. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just we got three guys on the team right now, and um, but going to all the events, I would see Josh. He was riding for somebody else at the time, and that just was starting to to fall away. And it was just like, man, it'd be great. And so, yeah, now we're hooking Josh up. And isn't that so cool that yeah. you're able to do stuff like that? Well, it's I, funny because I remember judging, like I remember judging that run that he won the Dew Tour, right? You know, and I like it was just such a like it's. I, I just love the full circle of everything. Full circle of everything. Yeah, it's good. That's that's awesome. I mean, that's the the bike mentality, and that's just always looking for the full circle. Yeah, isn't that funny how that works out? It's, it's the wheel. All right. So, I, speaking of the wheel, do you have any moto mags in here? Since you are the mongoose nope. TM, no I see mo- the the, nope. the old school bike. Behind I do. Us. I've like I think I was uh, in eighty four, but I don't have any moto mags. It has I, a moto mag sticker on it, though. Yeah, it does have a moto mag sticker on it's it. False advertising. It is. Man, we might have to step no. it up. I know you guys did. S- I, I've, I've looked for them, but they're hard to find. They are hard to find. They're or insane. The ones that aren't cracked, and they're heavy. That's true. They are heavy. They're so heavy. They're insane. I've I went, seen uh, one. I was in uh, Denver in uh, Clay at Pusher. Uh huh. He he has one in there. And I remember picking up, holding it like this. Hurry up, take the picture. <laughs> holding it forward, you know, because it was so heavy. I remember there was a. Uh, they did a mongoose documentary not long ago that I saw. Uh, I think Don Hampton and Mark Eaton did it. Mark Eaton, yep, yep, yeah, yeah, those guys did it. That was before I joined. Oh, they did that. Uh, Know Your Roots, I believe, was the name of it. It was great. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was really awesome. Yeah, and it's so funny because there was a lot of information on there that I didn't even realize, or I guess point in the direction that it was mongoose. I just remember some of the history was BMX history, but I never kind of pinpointed it to mongoose. So, so obviously that's where you're at now. What? can we look forward to because i'm in your garage right now and i'm seeing mountain bikes i'm seeing road bikes i'm seeing bmx bikes i'm seeing a little bit of everything they they do a little bit of everything which is awesome which is good and like i said if i was working for some other company i probably never would have gotten into 
riding mountain bikes. Right. And it's great exercise. I mean, I, I cannot go. I'm not a gym dude. <laughs> There's a lot of people that go to gym. I just, I just can't, can't do, do it. it. I, I've tr- I mean, I, I did it after my knees because I was doing some rehab. But then once I started riding mountain bikes, you know, it's just a lot of exercise. It's good exercise. Being out in the woods. Right. Good time to clear your head. Good for your soul. Yeah. And it's – I just want to keep riding everything as long as I can. That's right. That's you know? the way to do it. And like um, – I don't know. It's it's fun. I love it. That bike, is bikes, bikes, bikes. That's it. I would yeah. love. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I know we've covered a lot of ground already, just because I like to hear a bunch of stories. So I am a story guy. I don't know if you've ever listened to my podcast, but I am a story guy. So I'm going to try to squeeze one story out of you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's bike related, if it's just fun related. Doesn't matter if it's BMX related. Ideally, family friendly, but we can we can even. For infringe on that a little bit if we have to. So I I like to have at least one story from everybody if what, I can. What kind of story? What do you like? Like just a story? Man, I, now now I'm on the spot. I can't. So I, I, so this I is, feel like I haven't done anything now. What what's? <laughs> I feel like I haven't done anything. We've <laughs> just talked about forty years. No, but I feel like I've been telling nothing but stories. Um, so all right. So here, this is the way I like to kind of explain it. And I sometimes I like to give you a little heads up, and sometimes I like to kind of throw you on the spot. Which tip, unfortunately. For you, this is kind of where it ended up right now. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm all right. So this is your bar story, your go-to story. It can be from any. It can be from any point in your life. Just if we're at a bar and we're just telling stories, you're See, like, my, I've my, got a my, great my story. My stories aren't usually just pop out of nowhere, though. They're always usually they're led brought up, in organically. Right up, you're more well, of an yeah, organic yeah. kind of guy. Okay, so let's yeah, talk like about a, a strange topic real quick. So yeah. we're talking about uh, the Moto Mag, the old school bike. You did a Stranger Things. Bike, I didn't. Mungus did. Okay, no. fair enough. <laughs> but no, fair enough. So they yeah. did. They did a, a bike for or with Stranger Things. It was with Stranger Things, like with for, the, for the show for Netflix. Yeah, it was like a, I think a Stranger Thing Netflix mongoose type collab. Okay, and we actually that if you see that commercial, we filmed that in the garage we're sitting in. Amazing, and it was uh, Will Stroud did it. Oh, and okay. um, like so, and that was his son Noah on the bike. Okay. And it was funny because we t- came in here and we dressed this whole place up like it was really trashy in here, so it looked perfect like a like some kind of abandoned garage. That's <laughs> so right. much stuff in here. And I was then, gonna say you've clean, you've done a lot in this. In yeah, this it's still space. a little messy, but we we went and got some. I had some vines. You can still see see those vines up there. Yeah, like I, I took a bunch of vines that were growing in the shed and moved them to by the bike. Bought this fake spiderweb stuff and just uh, like we dressed it up to make it look all spooky and Stranger Thing ish. Awesome! Yeah, that must have been so, cool doing something like that. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty fun. And then because that was the the Max bike, because okay. the character Max, she was the redhead. Right. It was her bike that she rode in the, in the show. Oh, okay. So Brian Baldus put together a bike for her that made it look, you know, to period like so. It period, period. Yes, because there were some bikes on there that weren't right. And you're like, wait, that's an integrated headset that didn't belong. That <laughs> you know. Um, so he he put that bike together, sent to him. Then they I, I don't I, I don't know the the sequence if they decided to do the bike before he put it together or or what. But then um, then just made that commercial here. Awesome. And it, it was cool because um, they sent one of the bikes. They wanted to send it to the actress who plays Max, and she's up in Jersey. But oh really? The, I was like, oh, let's. Uh, so we sent it to Mike Brennan, and he put it together and brought it to her. Oh no way! Yeah, so very cool. Yeah, it was, pretty awesome that's gotta be so cool working with such an iconic company like that yeah at this level it's pretty nuts you know i I mean a company that you grow up literally riding or watching the 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 legends coming out of mongoose like dmc 
Yeah, it's it, I mean, it's it's fuzzy, fuzzy. You know, like there's so many many people that you're like, man, and I forget about it sometimes. I'm in there doing doing some work, and I'm just like, you know, it's just like doing piddly work or whatever. But then you stop and you really think about right. Like, wow, the 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 fact that you're on a mongoose, and, and um, we or like there's this thing whenever I go out, I'll be wearing a mongoose shirt, and there's a quote that people say to me all the time. Oh, oh, my my first bike was a mongoose. So, I'll bet. I have a local shop around the corner printing up shirts that I'm going to start giving people. And it says my first, my, bike, my first bike was a mongoose. That's like, awesome. Because that's what I hear a lot. So it, it's I'm very fortunate that, that you know to work for a good company like this. For what it's worth now, I'm not sure if you know this, the bike, the BMX bike I ride right now is a mongoose. Yeah. It's it, one of Stevie's yeah, old friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, granted, I think Standard made them. Cause yeah, I think it, it, that was a custom. Stevie had them made from Standard. And that was a, yeah, a custom I think so. from then. But I, I love it. I think it's great. Kids always ask me what kind of frame is that. And I'm like, it's a mongoose. And they're yeah. like, no way. You should like, be able to do 11-foot airs on vert then with it. Well, I should. <laughs> should is the key word. But I, <laughs> I think yeah. I'm gonna, I might have to pick a – I might have a problem with that because I can't. So maybe I, maybe I should get rid of the frame because I cannot do that. But. Yeah. All right. Lee, I think that was a lot of fun. Is there anything else you'd like no, to I, say? Is there I, anything I, else I, we did not cover? I don't know. It's. Uh, I'm trying to think. You, I, I, was that a good enough story? Or, I'm, I'm, it, it's sufficient for me. I'm happy okay. with it. All if right. it's good for you, it's good for me. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like, it's all, like stories come up kind of uh, – Organically, can, I know, know how it works. I know be put be put on the spot. I don't know if I could come up with a story. I mean, I'm sure I have a couple in in the chamber that I could I could pull out if yeah, I absolutely yeah. There's had a, to. there's a couple. It depends on the topic, but yeah, very know. fun. Well, yeah. either way, Lee, no. thank you very much for, Dude, that, for doing that. That was awesome, and uh, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. So thanks for letting us use your garage and uh, and look at all your bikes and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I had a blast. Uh, until the next time. So Let's go ride bikes sometime. I'm excited. Well, right. thanks, Lee. I appreciate it. And thank you guys for uh, for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Uh, if you keep listening, we'll keep cranking them out. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Are your friends, loved ones, and general acquaintances a little too smart for their britches? Do they actually still say words like britches? Well, then just simply enroll them in the Captain Idiot Stupidity Training and Dumbness Awakening Seminar. This four-and-a-half-minute, year-long course will dumb down anyone to your level of idiocracy and unloveliness that only an idiot can relate to. This priceless course costs just up to and probably more than 17 cups of coffee a day. I'm Captain Idiot, and I engross this program. For more info, contact me at... Ooh, look, a duck!